Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, all around the leagues, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Searching for players? Searching for clubs? Find players and clubs near you right now on MatchHark. Playing football could never be easier. Download MatchHark on Google Play or visit our website at matchhark.com. Truly a great match. MatchHark. Keep it simple. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome to the Barnet Sunday League portion of the Celt Podcast. In the Premier Division, Gal All-Stars 2, Zaza 2. And in my game of the week, Mimicic Galata 6, Heavy Hitters 1. I went for a 2 all draw here. Both teams, you know, were in good form coming into this game. But another very good result for Mimicic. They've had three or four very good results on the bounce. And, you know, a showing promise in the league. Uh, obviously, it would take a lot for them to, you know, win the title. But they're putting themselves... In and amongst that mix of the top half teams and another very good performance here over a decent heavy hitters team. In the championship, London Wednesday 3, AFTV 2. And in my game of the week, Olympia 5, Northwest Wanderers 2. It's not very often you get a 5-2 result right on the heads, but that's exactly what I went for. Uh, Olympia actually had two of their better players out. On the day as well, no Antonio Michael, no Yemi Buramoa for them, but no problem as they pretty much seal the championship title in their first season in the Barnet Sunday League. Um, they have a six point gap and they have like a 30 plus goal difference in Northwest Wanderers, so it's all but done. Um, but Northwest Wanderers obviously will have to move on and try and secure that second place now they're in a very good position to secure that in division one AFC Rose one Komi Kabir two uh sucker punch at the end as we fall to a defeat uh we fell behind early on very good goal from their striker picked the ball up and just inside the box curled it into the top corner um after that we kind of Grew into the game. The effort was better. The intensity was better. And uh, really from then, the first 15 minutes to 75 minutes into the game, we, we kind of stifled them, enjoyed a lot of, you know, the ball and had a few chances as well. Uh, got our equaliser. But after them, we went a bit flat. And they were actually down to 10 men due to injuries. But they looked the more hungry and they, they ended up, you know, being a bit more clinical in front of goal and scored the winner late on. Um, but we go again uh, in our next game. In the doubleheader between Peckinspoor and AC Finchley. Peckinspoor nil, AC Finchley nil in game one. And Peckinspoor nil, AC Finchley three in game two. In division two. AFC Oakwood Reserves 2, Grange Park 0 in game 1 of their doubleheader. And AFC Oakwood Reserves 1, Grange Park 0 in game 2 of the doubleheader. In the doubleheader between Powerhouse and Continental. Powerhouse 1, Continental 3 in game 1. And Powerhouse 1, Continental 5 in game 2. Anatolians 1, 
AFC Edmonton 2. In Division 3, South Tottenham United 4, Locomotive Funder 0. Ammonia Youth 1, Fireside 6, Highgate Albionford 2, FC Cricklewood 0. And North London Colts 2, Shentry Athletic 4. In Division 4, Nissi 3, Maida Via 3. Arnest Rangers 3, London Orient 4, Camden FC 0, Underdogs 8, and in my game of the week, AFC Muswell Hill 0, Barnet Salsa 1. I actually went for a 4-1 win for AFC Muswell Hill. They are the leaders at the moment. They've got a very potent attack, but Barnet Salsa picking up a very big shock, 1-0 win, especially to keep a clean sheet as well. Um, it weren't out of the realms of possibility that get a win, but I thought AFC Muswell Hill had, you know, been scoring a lot of goals and you know playing very well recently. But a very good result there for Barnet Salsa away from home as well. In Division Five, Coney Hatch Athletic nil, Northwest Wolves one, North London Panthers nil, Armenian Youth Association nine, and New Barnet three, NLR thirteen. That's actually the score. Oh, and uh, we also had Roman Reporters 2, Enfield Albion 7. In Division 6, Berylic Sport 1, Mill Club the Football Seconds 2. In the doubleheader between Camden Town Athletic and AFC Oakwood Thirds. Camden Town Athletic 1, AFC Oakwood 1 in Game 1. And Camden Town Athletic 0, AFC Oakwood Thirds 2 in Game 2. Atletico Grammar 3, Radlett Town 4. And into the cup action now in the Roger Jones Senior Challenge Cup. Pantera 0, Brotherhood Cozzy 1. Northumberland Park Rangers 1, Torfic 2. Millhill Club the Football 1, North London Athletic 1. Millhill Club the Football winning 8-7 on penalties there. In the Junior Challenge Cup, EFNS 4, North Atletico 0. In the Premier Cup, Panathinaikos 0, AFC Oakwood 1, and the Wrongans 4, Panda 1. In the Intermediate Cup, Enfield United 3, Kadara's Town 0. In the Middlesex Sunday Premier Cup, Highgate Albion Reserves 4, Park Rolls 3. In the Middlesex Intermediate Cup, Ryefield 5, Trent Park 1. In the Middlesex Junior Cup, CP Royals 2, Highgate Albion Falls 1. And Larksville Rovers Sunday Senior Reserves 2, Whetstone FC 0. In the Middlesex Sunday Junior Trophy, Banstead Eagles 1, AFC Rosa 1. Banstead Eagles winning 3-1 on penalties. And Interman Razor 24-4, Harefield United 3 and in the FA Sunday Cup, Frimley Green 2, Highgate Albion 6. Hat-trick there for Jake Cass for Highgate Albion. And they move into the last eight and a massive match-up against SE Dons there in the quarter-final awaits them. So looking forward to the fixtures now in the Premier Division. Mehmet Chip Galata face the Wrongans and Highgate Albion are in action in league action, they face Gower All-Stars in the double header. In the championship, Horizon face Panathinaikos and Panda take on AFTV. In Division 1, Commie Kabir take on AC Finchley. 
and Kadara's town face Peckham's four in a doubleheader. In Division 2, AFC Edmonton take on Trent Park in a doubleheader and Anatolians face Continental. In Division 3, Fireside take on Brotherhood Cozzy. Highgate Albion Thirds take on South Top United and Shentry Athletic face Locomotive Thunder. In Division 4, Underdogs take on Barnet Salsa. Maida Villa take on London Orient. And Highgate Albion Force take on Torfic in the doubleheader. In Division 5, New Barnet face Cognac Athletic. And North Athletico take on Enfield Albion. And in Division 6, AFC Oakwood Thirds take on Mill Club the Football Seconds. Brillic Sport face EFNS. And Interman Razor take on AFC Rosa. In the Cup action, in the Roger Jones Senior Challenge Cup, Camden FC take on North West Wanderers. Zaza face Park Rolls. AFC Muswell Hill take on Enfield United. Mill Hill Club to Football take on Olympia. Nissi take on Highgate Albion Reserves. In the Junior Challenge Cup, Atletico Grammar face Northwest Wolves. Edmonton Rovers take on Redlet Town. North London Colts face North London Panthers. Whetstone FC take on Grange Park. And Camden Town Athletic face NLR. In the Premier Cup, London Wednesday take on heavy hitters. In the Intermediate Cup, Sopranos face AFC Oakwood Reserves. And Powerhouse take on North London Athletic. And in the Barnet Sunday Football League Shield, Interman Razor 24 take on AFC Rosa. So, again, like last week with another two teams from Division 6, they'll play the league match first and then they'll play the cup match. Join us next week where we'll have the results and the fixtures from the Barnet League. Hello and welcome to this Essex Sunday Corinthian Football League Roundup as we look at all of the action since we last reported to you around about the end of November. Um, as, as you can imagine, not a great deal of football has been played across that time. We start of course with our senior division and yes, it's still Manfred Bay at the top of the table. Uh, the early leaders have stayed there, um, have been mostly playing league games where a lot of the other sides have been involved in cup. Um, they've got 20 points from their 10 games played so far this year which has come from six victories and two draws. And that's three points clear of currently second place London All-Stars, who have played nine games in that time with five victories and two draws, and of course could therefore go level, albeit goal difference could be a factor. Then we start with uh, third place Flyhouse Athletic, who have only played six games so far this year, largely due to uh, their run in the Essex Premier Cup competition, with 16 points from those six games and only three goals conceded, uh, of course, as you can imagine, with games in hand, they could go top of the table. Down in fourth place, and another side who have been managing to keep up with their league games, are El Valiente, who have played four and drawn one of their 11 played so far, giving them 13 points. But just behind them, and with six games in hand on El Valiente, are Beatty squad, who have played five games so far this year, four victories from those five, giving them 12 points, and of course plenty of games in hand to still try and put in for the league title. Below them, uh, only on goal difference, however, are 6th place Brook Athletic, who have four victories and two defeats to their name from their six games played, another side who I believe could still be in the mix as the season progresses. And down in 7th place, a couple of points behind, are United Dian, who have won three and drawn one from their opening six of the season. 
14 games still to play for them, so much that still can happen. They have 10 points. And that's the same tally as another of the County Cup quarter-finalists, Eastway Athletic, who sit in 8th place with three victories and a draw to their name uh, as they go into the second half of the season with much to look forward to. Um, three points below them are ninth place FC Baller, who have played nine games also, two victories and a draw. Largely disappointing first half of the season, you might say, for the dagenham base side, but still plenty that they can have involvement with as the season goes on. Now, down in 10th place, last year's league champions, of course, Hatch Lane, dwindling just outside the relegation zone, but having only played four games. Two victories, two defeats in those games sees them on to six points, and much work to do uh, with their 16 games still to play. In 11th place are Secret, who have uh, just played the seven, one victory and a draw, giving them uh, four points. They are the first side in the relegation zone, as are Fly, who sit bottom of the table as things stand, with eight defeats from eight and no points accrued. We move on now into Division 1. And in Division 1, again, another large division. Um, and it's Faden Green leading the way here by three points at the top. The only unbeaten side with ten victories and a draw from 11, giving them a great start to their season. Um, and something to build on as they enter the second half of the year. In second place are Roos, who of course are another side who have been there or thereabouts most of the season and have only been defeated once. Uh, 28 points from their 11 games, 9 victories and a draw. Down six points further behind are third place Gantz Hill, with ha having played the most number of games, 13, 6 victories and 4 draws. Those, those draws probably are what's keeping them outside of the top two as things stand. Down in fourth place are Critics, who uh, have got 19 points and do have games in hand on the teams above them. Six victories and a draw um, sees them very much in the mix as, as we move on. Uh, FC Galaxy are four points behind them on in fifth place with five victories and five defeats in a bit of an up, up and down uh, first half of the season, you might say, for the Dagenham base side. And it's a similar story for Total Football, who sit sixth in the standings. Three victories, four draws, four defeats means they've been a bit inconsistent, you might say, as the season's been. Down in 7th place, and the lowest remaining side in the Essex Premier Cup competition, as they made the quarter-finals at the weekend, are Barking Riverside. Uh, that's obviously had an effect on their league league football as well. Six Only six games played out of the, the 20 that they need to play, 22 in fact. Three victories and two draws, um, giving them 11 points so far. Just a single defeat, so they could well be in the promotion mix as the season progresses. A bit of a gap then down to 8th place Fife uh, with 8 games and just the two, two wins so far giving them 6 points and that's the same number of points as ninth place St Augustine's who have played a couple of games more for those 6 points following their promotion. Down in 10th place are Benchviews who are only on 4 points and that's a point outside of the relegation zone as things stand. A, a win and a draw there giving them those points. And the team with the most games still to play are Oceana. Uh, who have 17 games to play, just the 17. One win to their name so far this season, but lots of football still to come. And bottom of the table, promoted Royal Lions A, just two draws to their name, giving them two points in the standings. We head on now into Division 2, and at the top of the table at the moment are Barkin and Dagenham Wanderers, who are also through to the quarterfinals of the Essex Junior Cup competition. Uh, they have 27 points, 9 victories from their 12 games played. But with games in hand, AC Milano could still move 
uh, above them and top of the table. Seven victories and a draw, and also still involved in the London Senior London Challenge Trophy competition um, as they they go into quarterfinal action in the coming weeks. They have 22 points, and that is five points clear of third place Cloud9, who have played a game more, five victories and two draws um, for the side based in Collier Row. Abridge Village, sitting down in fourth, have the most number of games still to play in the division, um, and they, with their record, could move top, in fact, uh, although goal difference swing will be necessary in this one. Five victories and a draw, just the one defeat, 16 points from seven. And that's a point ahead of Newbury Forest, who are in fifth place as things stand. They have five victories from their nine games, seeing them sitting relatively comfortably in the top half of the table. And right on the cusp of the top and the, the bottom halves are Leightonstone Athletics, sitting sixth out of 11. Four victories and a draw in a largely inconsistent first half, I think you might, might be fair to say. Down in seventh place, Debden Sports Reserves have plenty of games in hand still, mostly due to county cup performances and, of course, a few postponements in the mix there as well. They've only played the seven, but have won four of those, giving them 12 points. And 12 points is the same tally as Higham Hill, who sit in eighth place, having won one free and drawn free, uh, as they sit four points clear of East London Harriers in ninth. And in that ninth place, East, ha- East London Harriers side have eight points, with two victories and two draws. Uh, as they sit, they hover just two points above the drop zone as things stand. And that drop zone begins with Inside Success, who have now uh, got uh, just the six points on the board, but lots of games still to play, having only played eight so far this year. Two wins to their name. One of those actually was against bottom place Barkin, who until the weekend had lost play 10, lost 10. But they turned their fortunes around with the first win of the season, they now sit on three points and therefore have sh- shut the gap on safety to now just five points. We head on into Division 3 and what a strange division this has been. So many sides still involved in, in cup competitions has meant that the, the division has kind of stagnated a little but lots of football still to play. Top of the table at the moment are Upshire Forest Sunday side who uh, have 18 points, one of four teams sitting top of the table on 18. In actual fact, it's a, a it's a similar feat for from last season where a number of these sides were involved in a very similar kind of battle. They have six wins from nine, and the other eight, the other teams on 18 are Colbert Rawls Vets, who sit in uh, second place with six wins from eight. So that game in hand could, of course, see them move top of the table. But it's all dependent on third-place United Amateurs, also on 18 points, and just a single defeat from their seven, and having won six of those. So they, they've all the aces are in the hands of United Amateurs just as things stand. Down in fourth place are Singh Sabah Barkin, who've just reached the halfway point in the season. They also have 18 points with six six of those wins coming from eight games. Bit of a gap then down to um, fifth place Valence United, uh, who perhaps have kept an, half an eye on, on, on their cup football this year and again have made it through to a quarter-final of the County Cup competition. Um, in the league, it's been a little bit different, though. For it, just the three victories and a draw from their eight games played, uh, as I'm sure they'll be putting their eggs mostly in the County Cup basket in the weeks to come. Uh, sitting goal difference behind Valence are sixth place Alpha, who have played played nine, winning winning three and drawing one of those, giving them ten points so far this campaign. Down in seventh place are Ainsley, who have played six with three victories and three draw uh, three defeats giving in nine points. Uh, lots of games in hand to play. Ainsley still involved 
uh, in both the, the quarterfinals of the London Junior Cup and the third and fourth round stages of the Essex Junior Trophy, hence their fixture pile-up for them. Down in eighth place, four points behind Ainsley, but from four games more, the drop zone starts with Corona Redbridge, uh, who have got six games left to try and save save themselves from the drop. One win and two draws for the, the side based in Barking side there. And their pitch co-tenants, in fact, are bottom of the table side, FC Mexico B. Seven, seven games played, seven defeats, unfortunately, as they are still pointless. We head now into Division 4, and a great battle forming in this division also. It looks very much in the hands of leaders Belfry Reserves, who have won 10 out of 10 so far this year. A full 30 points picked up from those, those games. But Warren Senior are just three points behind, and so it could all turn around in the remaining games between the sides at the top end of the table. They've got nine wins from their 10, giving them 27 points. Now, down in third place are City Site, who, again, are... There are thereabouts, um, two, two defeats unfortunately to their name, but they do still have big games to come against both of the top two sides and they'll have to back themselves to try and win those to get themselves back involved in the promotion mix. Also on 21 points are Eastern Avenue in fourth place, have, although they have played three more games than City Site immediately above them, but have picked up the same number of wins, seven from 12 uh, is how they've accrued those points. And that's a point ahead of Byron Redstar, who could move... Uh, ahead of both of those two sides, uh, if they were to win this weekend, they have played 11, six victories and two draws, giving them 20 points. Uh, and that's a couple of points ahead of Horse and Wells, who sit right in the middle of the table now, with 12 games played, five victories and three draws, seeing them on to 18 points. And that's a couple of points ahead of Romford Athletic Dons, who we expect to withdraw fairly soon. They, they are unable to continue this season. But they sit relatively healthily, before that withdrawal with five victories and a draw um, from those 12 games so a lot of points adjustments to therefore come a bit of a gap then eight points in fact down to eighth place prospect protege who have won two and drawn two from their opening 10 seeing them sitting eighth place in the standings which is two points ahead of ninth place chingford athletic who have also won twice but do have a couple of games in hand in fact prospect protege being one of those in the weeks to come so big games to come there in 10th place, another side on the on the cusp of withdrawal are United Borough, who sat just a point outside of the uh, the drop zone uh, entering this, this point, which is just the one victory and two draws in what have been a largely difficult start to the season for them. Down in 11th place, Ace Athletics with games in hand. To, uh, they sit on four points with one victory and one draw so far this year. Goal scoring having been the issue there with just seven goals scored in nine games. Uh, which is uh, conversely um, different for the side sitting bottom of the table, Bryman's Park, who on goal difference do sit bottom, also on four points, but with a, a minus 44 goal difference. Well, they've had they've not found goal scoring a problem as they've scored 26 in 12, vastly more than a number of sides above them. Um, but they have struggled at the other end of the field, conceding 70 in that time. But they do still have plenty of games to go to try and resolve that situation. On now into Division 5, and Division 5 here is led by Colbrook Royals Reserves, who sit relatively comfortably at the top by four points at the moment, with six games to go for them and, and their rivals. Um, so everything very much in, in the hands of the side based in Chigwell there. 11 victories and one draw, the only unbeaten side in the division, and actually only having conceded 10 goals also, which has been a great return. The second place side, and the side you might say, Likely to be the one to cause the threat, if anybody will, will do, is Royal Lions B, 
who have accrued 30 points from their 12 games played, 10 victories um, being that way. Dagenham Rangers sit third, also um, on 12 games played, but a whole 10 points behind uh, Royal Lions B there. Six victories and two draws. A bit of a gap to make up if they're going to try and force a promotion push. But Mansfield Rangers, with four games in hand on Dagenham, and sitting on 18 points, six victories and three draws, are the side probably most likely to ruffle those feathers in the top two as things stand. But they'll need to convert pretty much everything that's left into victory uh, if they're to try and increase their 18-point tally any further. In fifth place are Ultimate Vision Reserves, who have made the most fixture progress, having played 13 games, four victories and three draws, giving them 15 points and a very healthy goal-scoring record there for the side based in Dagenham. With four games in hand, though, on Ultimate Vision, Manford Way Reserves, sitting sixth at the moment, could easily move up a couple of places if they were to win their games in hand. Four victories from their nine games played, so lots of football still to come for them. In seventh place are Debden Sports A, who have uh, now picked up ten points after struggling in the early stages of the season. Three victories and a draw. Um, again, another side not, not struggling to find the back of the net with 31 goals scored in their 12 games, but goals conceded perhaps being their, their weakness area for this season. Mayfield Kings also sit on 10 points with almost identical record, in fact, the only difference being the goal difference, which is 10 worse off than Debton Sports. Three victories and a draw also for the Hainault Bay side. And the teams sitting in ninth and 10th in the bottom two at the moment both have plenty of games in hand, so whether this situation will be the same in a month's time, who knows? But it starts with Lonsdale in ninth, who have won just two of their opening nine, giving them six points in the league. And Titans United sit bottom of the table on uh, just the one victory, three points so far to their name, sees them um, sitting in tenth. But with, with, as I say, four games in hand on the side, immediately sitting outside of the relegation zone. So much can change as the season progresses. And finally now we look at Division 6. And well, this one couldn't be much closer. At the moment, Valence United Reserves do hold the lead at the top of Division, but only by one goal. Yes, it's as close as that. They sit on 28 points, 9 victories and a draw. But second place Royal Young Royals are probably the side who will be the happier. They have a game in hand. And as I say, they're only one goal behind the leaders as, as things move on. Also unbeaten, 9 victories and a draw from 10. Um, you, you would say that the game between those two will be a title decider in the coming weeks. In third place are Epping Royals, who are six points behind um, and probably hoping that one of the sides above has a bit of a bit of a bad run of form to try and force their way into the promotion picture. They have 22 points with seven wins and a draw. I think they'll be relatively pleased with that, actually. In fourth place are Royal Lions C, who are, of course, the cup holders from last year. But they sit um, six points behind third place Royals. That's a Royal Lions C there with five wins, one draw and five defeats from their 11 games. Um, still nine games to go though, so lots to play for. In fifth place, one of the early promotion contenders, Epping Forest Falcons, have dropped off the pace in recent months, but they do still have plenty of games to play, so could still pose a bit of a problem for the sides around them. They have 16 points with five victories and a draw from 10 uh, with half the season to go. In 6th place, Haverin Palace have climbed up into mid-table. They have 5 victories from 12 so far this year, giving them 15 points. And again, another side who have a very healthy goal-scoring record, um, which is tremendous. But again, goals conceded their weakness there, um, 7 defeats from 12. 
In uh, seventh place are Ridgeway Rovers, who sit just a couple of points behind Havering Palace, but with two games in hand. Now, of course, they'll want to convert those to try and move their move themselves up the table. Four victories and a draw from ten um, as they move on. And that's the same number of points as eighth place zone four Athletic, who also have 13 points with four victories and a draw from their 11 games played um, as they hope to move up the, move up the standings. Pink City Phoenixes are in ninth place, having won four of their 12 games played, having picked up, therefore, 12 points. And the bottom two, as things stand, are London Legacy, who actually have won two of their last three, I believe, um, which has moved them off the bottom and up into 10th place, now having picked up nine points from 13. Uh, still seven games to go for them. But the remarkable story, really, is bottom of the table, Warren United, um, who only have six points. But they also have the second healthiest goal scoring record, having scored 35 goals in those 11 games. So they obviously have been involved in some very close encounters. But just they've had to just won the one and drawn three of their 11 games played. So clearly are a side who, who have some danger amongst their ranks. Um, so who knows whether they'll, they'll finish bottom, of course. They will hope not. And that brings to a close our Essex Sunday Corinthian Football League Roundup for the month of January. And, of course, a bit of December. Um, but, as I say, not a great deal of football has been played in that period of time. Lots of football, therefore, still to come. We look forward to bringing you another roundup at the end of next month. But for now, goodbye. Next up, we have our Division 1 results. So, first up, we have Hackney Spartans who faced off against North East Lions. North East Lions have had a few not-so-good results and then a couple of OK results. Hackney Spartans have been the same, but North East Lions managed to come out and get the win as they beat Hackney Spartans 7-2. Next up, Stoke Newton faced off against Hakwenyi FC. Stoke Newton just managed to get the three points by beating Hakwenyi 1-0. And lastly, in Division 1, we have Mateo FC, who faced off against Lucia All-Stars. Unfortunately, that game was off. But we move on, and hopefully we get to see Lucia All-Stars next week. Now all their guys are back from sunny Lucia, and they're ready to get back over to the marshes and play some unreal football. And lastly, our league results in Division 4. There were some shocking results in Division 4 this week. Some amazing score lines. So let me get started. We have Burbeck Orient managed to get the three points against Community Road by winning 5-0. Then we have Football Club 22 who faced off against South London Sharks. South London Sharks haven't really had the results that I think that they expected they was going to have this season. But they managed to come out strong this week as they beat football club 22-2-1 next up we have bebo badgers who faced off against gorillas fc bebo badgers have been doing quite well in the league but they managed to come out and smash it out of the park this week by beating gorillas fc a massive 10-1 that's an amazing scoreline well done, Bebo Badgers, and commiserations to Gorillas FC. Hopefully, you guys can bounce back next week. 
and the biggest result of Division 4 and I think the whole league in total this week is London Jags who everyone knows has been smashing Division 4 they've been doing really really well and this week was no exception as they faced off against East London and they beat East London a massive 16-1 yes you heard me correct 1-6 and 16-16-1 massive commiserations to East London and I really hope you guys bounce back next week. Hello everyone, it's April here from the Hackney and Leighton Sunday League. Finally, we had a full list of fixtures that were able to go ahead. The weather held out, the pitches were fine. And it was so lovely to see a packed Hackney marshes, loads of games going on. So I've got a lot of results to get through. We only had three games that went down due to oppositions not being able to field a team, which that's really good considering, as I said, we've got about 26, 27 fixtures, so three games isn't too bad. I know a lot of clubs, unfortunately, over the grassroots community have really struggled to keep players interested due to the stop-start, stop-start, due to the weather calling a lot of the games off. And I'd quite like some feedback. So if anyone wants to at Football Hackney and just try and give some of our clubs some techniques on how you've kept your players interested and how you've been able to hold on to them players and that they haven't gone off to another team that might have not had a stop-start, stop-start season. And just any advice, really, on how to make sure, you know, you keep your finances in check any advice to stop clubs from possibly folding or if clubs are struggling, please, if anyone wants to give their advice, just tag us on Twitter at Football Hackney or on Facebook or Instagram. That would be great. But enough of me waffling off now. You guys want to hear the results from this week. So let's get started. First up, we have our Premier Division. So, moving on now to next week's fixtures, I'm going to start with the Prem. So, first up, Dog Nake will face off against Hackney Borough. FC Neva will face FC Moldova. Mandizi will face off against Crondall. And then in the Albert Daniels Cup, we have Badu FC will face off against Middlesbrough. So, an all-Prem tie there. So, no matter what, one Prem team, unfortunately, is going to be out of the Albert Daniels Cup and another one will be going through. Division 1, we have CSM London will face off against Hackney Spartans. Mateo will face off against Hakwenyi Tech Tree. North East Lions will face Navarino. Stoke Newton will face Boundary Estate. And Stratford Juniors will face off against Azteca. Division 3 now, we have FC Wood Green will face CSM London Reserves. Well Jack Sunday will face Lever 11 FC. And as I said before, AFC Selwyn will face Fish Islands in the Dickie Davis Cup. Bo Badgers will face FC Carpety. And the Wenlock will face Boca Albion in the Dickie Davis Cup. And lastly, we have Docklands FC who will face Union Canal in the London Sunday Junior Cup. I am wishing Docklands FC 
all the best and I really, really hope they manage to get through another round. They're the home team. Come on, Docklands FC. Let's show Union Canal exactly what the Marshes is all about. First up, we have Badu FC versus Crundle FC. As we all know, Badu have had an amazing start to the season. They've been flying through the results. Crundle, they've had a good few results. They've had a couple of not-so-great results. But Crundle come out, they've done what they had to do, and they put an end to Badu's amazing run so far this season. It was a close one, but Crundle still got the three points and the win by beating Badu FC 2-1. Unfortunately, FC Moldova versus Mandizi was off, so that was a home win to FC Moldova, so they will get the three points. Next up, we have Middlesbrough versus Dognake. As we know, unfortunately, Middlesbrough have had a little bit of a tricky start so far coming back from the Christmas break with a lot of their players being unavailable. But they come back this week and they manage to get another win, three points against Dognake by beating them 2-0. Then next up, we had kind of the north london derby of the prem um i know these two teams have got a really friendly rivalry their first time facing each other was a draw hackney borough versus city east fc and city east fc played unreal hackney borough still a very very good side and they battled all the way through it was such an interesting game to watch luckily i was there City East FC managed to get the three points as they beat Hackney Borough 7-2. Division 3 now, we have Bow Badgers who faced off against FC Woodgreen. FC Woodgreen wasn't getting the results that they wanted, but they managed to get a win this week by beating Bow Badgers 2-1. Next up, we had the North London derby of Division 3, Delta Athletic versus 11-11. This game was always going to be tense. They've got a very good rivalry between them. And the winners of that fixture was Delta Athletic. They managed to get the three points by beating 11-11-3-1. Fish Island now faced off against Wojak Sunday. That was a point for Wojak, a point for Fish Island, as the result at the end of the 90 minutes was 2 all. Next up, we have Millfields, who faced off against FC Carpetee. FC Carpetee managed to get the three points and the win by beating Millfields 4-2. Next up, we have the Wenlock, who faced off against Docklands. Docklands have been doing really well in the league and also in County Cup. They just, just managed not to be able to get another three points this week. And the Wenlock must have kept them on their toes as a point each as the final result was one all. So one for the Wenlock, one for Docklands and a point each. And lastly, Victoria Park versus CSM London 2. Unfortunately, that was off as Victoria Park couldn't get a team out. So that is an away win. And another little side note, unfortunately, Victoria Park FC have been really struggling and unfortunately they have had to fold. I wish them all the luck for the rest of their time 
and hopefully they can regroup and come back stronger next season. Moving swiftly on now to Division 2. First up, we have Atletico DFZ, who faced off against AFC Selwyn. An amazing result for Atletico DFZ as they beat AFC Selwyn 6-0. Next up, we have Gladstone Wanderers, who faced off against Caledonian Park. A great result for Caledonian Park. They seem to be doing very well this season. And this week was no different as they beat Gladstone Wanderers 4-0. H&L All-Stars faced off against Boca Albion FC. Boca have also had a very good season so far. H&L All-Stars, past couple of weeks, haven't had the results that they were expecting. And this week was no different as Boca Albion managed to get the three points with a very good 4-1 victory. Next up, we have Limited Pros who faced off against Sunday FC. As we know, Sunday FC have not had the results they've wanted. They've had the odd win here and there, but they come out and done what they needed to do. Unfortunately, Limited Pros just couldn't keep up and Sunday FC managed to win 4-2. Three points for them. Let's hope... Well, I know they're going to say let's hope this continues every week and hopefully Limited Pros can bounce back next week. And lastly, in Division 2, we have the Gun FC who faced off against Stoke Newton Youth. The Gun FC managed to get the three points by beating Stoke Newton Youth 4-1. Just a little side note for the Premier Division. If any of the listeners have been proper following the Hatley and Leighton Sunday League, they'll be able to check everything on the full-time system. You go on fulltime.fa.com, type in Hatley and Leighton Sunday League and you'll be able to see all the results, the tables, all the upcoming fixtures on there. And if people are really paying close attention, then I know that people are probably saying how comes some of the points have changed. Um, unfortunately, Kingfisher FC folded and that is why the table looks a little bit different. So sad to see Kingfisher go. Such a lovely bunch of lads. Amazing manager. It's just very, very unfortunate. And as we know, in grassroots, this happens. Teams unfortunately fold. But we wish them all the luck for next season. Division 4 now, we have Bebo Badgers will face off against Community Road Football Club. Gorillas FC will face East London. London Jags will face South London Sharks. The Gun FC 2 will face Burbeck Orient. And our last fixture in the Dickie Davis Cup, see Clapton FC go up against Lymore Gardens. Whew! I can finally take a breath now. A lot of results that I had to go through and even more fixtures that I had to go through. My voice is probably annoying a lot of you. I don't think I've done such a big segment of the podcast. But I really appreciate all you guys for listening. And I look forward to giving you all the results next week. Take care. And as we say over the marshes, game on. Division 2 now. We have Stoke Newton Youth will face off against Atletico DFZ. And then we have our Dickie Davis Cup. So, first up, we have AFC Selwyn will face off against Fish Island. HL All Stars will face Football Club 22. 
Limited Pros will face off against Gladstone Wanderers and Sunday FC will face the Gun FC. So good luck to all teams. And let's see who goes through to the next round. So the live draw will be happening for the next round of the Dickie Davis Cup live on the Hackney and Leighton Instagram page. Go and hit follow so you can keep up to date. Turn on the notifications and when the live happens, you will be the first to hear. Or should I say the first to see as we do the wheel method, which... I will be doing as I quite like the wheel. There's no fixing. You can see exactly who you're facing. And it's always interesting to see who the wheel will land on. So, as I said, live over on the Hackney and Leighton Instagram. That will be happening the evening of Sunday, the 5th of February. So, let me catch my breath as that was a lot of league results to get through. It doesn't stop there as we also had our Albert Daniels Cup and also our Dickie Davis Cup round. Due to the weather, we are behind in Dickie Davis. So, unfortunately for the clubs, next week also has to be Cup Week. Due to the weather postponing games but first up i will start off with our albert daniels cup so we had azteca who faced off against boundary estate that was always going to be a really really close game azteca a really really good side they've had a few weeks where they've struggled boundary estate have just smashed it this season winning continuously and this week definitely was no exception as boundary estate are through to the next round as they beat Azteca 5-1. Unlucky to Azteca, but well done for getting as far as you guys did. And good luck to Boundary in the next round. If you want to find out who Boundary Estate have got next in the Albert Daniels, you can go on fulltime.fa.com, type in Hackney and Leighton Sunday League, go to Albert Daniels Cup, and you can see exactly who they have got in the next round. Next up, we have Clapton FC, who faced off against Premside, FC Neva. FC Neva managed to get the win. And on to the next round by beating Clapton 5-2. Unlucky to Clapton, and you guys can now focus on the league and any other silverware. But FC Neva are through to the next round. FC Neva were runners-up in the Albert Daniels last year. So maybe they're looking to regain the title that they feel that they got robbed of. But Hackney Borough won last year. Unfortunately, Hackney Borough went out quite early. So maybe this is the time for FC Neva. To finally get the title or will there be an upset and will another team do it and lastly in albert daniels we have navarino who faced off against csm london it was nil nil on the final whistle and as we know we go straight through to penalties until the semi-finals and quarter-finals of the cup and the team who went through on penalties was CSM London. I don't know about you guys, but I absolutely hate penalties. My stomach gets in knots and I just feel so bad for the keepers. But 
well done to CSM London and commiserations to Navarino. So, so close. Hopefully, you guys can practice your penalty shots and hopefully you are not going to need them this season, but they may come in handy next season. But CSM London are through to the next round. And again, as I said, if you want to find out who these clubs have got in the next round, all you have to do is go on to the full-time Type in Hackney and Leighton Sunday League and you can get all the information there. And lastly, we only had one round in our Dickie Davis Cup that still needed to be played. And that was Lymore Gardens who faced off against the Gun 2 FC. That was an amazing game. I was also there for some of it. Lymore Gardens, a massive result for them and they are through to the next round in the Cup which they play, I believe, this Sunday which I will go through the upcoming fixtures in the next part. Lymore Gardens 8, the Gun 2 FC 1. Hello, it's Joe doing the Hearts Advertiser Sunday League section of the Selk podcast. Uh, sorry I couldn't do last week, I was not about, but you didn't miss much. There was not a single game being played because of the ice. Was it ice or rain last week? Oh, it was the ice. Um, but yeah, I've come back to loads of results from the weekend, just gone loads of fixtures for the weekend coming, um, including County Cup rounds in both the results and fixtures, League and League Cup action. So yeah, I'll get right to it with the results. Um, two games in the Prem. Um, Hilltop nil, Phoenix uh, two. Probably expected result. I do think Hilltop are a good side, but they're just um, they're just not getting the results this season uh, so far. And Hilltop pick up all three points away from home. Um, Stratford Arms, uh, Paxton Rovers. Paxton Rovers are second bottom, but if you look at um, the few games they've played, and they've they've only lost to the top three teams so far this season. Um, but yeah. Stratford Arms 5, Patson Rovers 4. Don't know where to start with this game of football. It was an absolute mental game uh, down at Wellham Green. Um, Patson taking a 2-0 lead um, early doors. Stratford Arms bringing it back to 2-2, missing a penalty. Um, and it, the lead was exchanged loads of times. Stratford Arms eventually get an 89th minute winner. Um, a very vital three points um, for Stratford Arms. Um, into Division 1. Harbinton Colts Old Boys nil, Mermaid 3. Great result for Mermaid, doing well. Um, Welling Garden United 2, Little Heath 4. Big, big result for Little Heath. Welling Garden United in the top two. But Little Heath, uh, they're plugging away at, uh, at their um, results in the league. And they're doing well in the County Cup. Um, so good. Hatford Seniors, um, this is into Division 2 now. Um, Hatford Seniors 3, Pinewood 3. Good result for Hatford Seniors. Pinewood starting to run away with it, but it's... Um, a couple of uh, dropped points from Pinewood. Welling Warriors 4, XL 1. Into Division 3. Phoenix Reserves 5, Hearts Fets 4. A uh, bit of a shock a bit of a shock result there, I'd say. Um, I, do, I have said constantly over the season, anyone can beat anyone in the league. Phoenix did start the season quite bad, but um, they've got a few results now. So, yeah, good result for them. Into Division 4. Welling Rangers 4. Haddam Rovers 1. In Division 5, Moortown 5, London Coney United 0, Phoenix A3, Royston Rangers Reserves 1. Into the County Cup action, um, Forever Young People, this is their Intermediate County Cup, Forever Young People 10, 
Saints FC nil. Really struggling Saints FC. Um, hopefully they can pick it up. Um, the ball, seven. Langbury Cricket Club, one. Good result for the ball there. Uh, we Hampstead Wanderers, four. AFC Turnford, eight. Massive result for AFC Turnford from the East Hearts League. Um, Brookman's Park, three. Hartham United, two. Good result for Brookman's Park. Ocean's 11, two. AFC Hatch End, one. Um, and then into the Junior County Cup. Ormond Dynamo, one. Shells Rovers, two. GSS, three. Stratford Arms Reserves, one. We're gutted about that one. Um, Mermaid, one. Borenwood Social, two. Player Packs, nil. Scoobridge, six. And the Plough and Harrow, one. North Watford, three. Oh, sorry. Hemel Albion, one. Six Bells, three, which is a great result for uh, Six Bells. It's a bit of a, a break from their league campaign, which is hasn't started greatly so yeah well done to six bowls who are now in the the last eight of the county cup as are all the teams i've just mentioned um and then league cup action rose and crown mosquito six st george st george nil that's a that is a that's a shock result there two leagues separating the teams uh, royston rangers three tnf two another shock result um auburn dynamo two brookman's park seven now that is not a shock result Okay, into uh, the uh, fixtures for this week. Loads and loads of fixtures. We've got uh, Phoenix versus Plough and Harrow. Uh, Little Heath versus Wheathampstead Wanderers. So, sorry, Phoenix versus Plough and Harrow is in the Prem. In Division 1, Little Heath versus Wheathampstead Wanderers is Division 1. Um, Mermaid FC versus Willingard United. In Division 2, Harvard's Colts Old Boys Reserves versus Six Bells Reserves. Division 3, we've got St George's versus Hearts Vets. Stratford Arms Reserves versus The Wrestlers. And TNF versus Wendell Warriors Reserves. To Division 4, Brookman's Park Reserves versus Royston Rangers. Haddam Rovers versus Welland Rangers. Monday Night, F- and Monday Night Football Club versus... That's a mistake. It says Monday Night Football Club versus Welland Rangers. But they're down to play Haddam Rover, so one of them is going to get cancelled off. In Division 5, we've got London Coney United versus Rosencrown Mosquito. Phoenix A versus Willen, uh St. Albans Warriors. And Royston Rangers Reserves versus Mortam. County Cup action I'm going to come on to now. Um, we've got AFC Turnford versus Brookman's Park. So these are all quarterfinals, so big games now. It'd be good to get as many Hearts Advertiser teams in there as possible. We've got AFC Turnford versus Brookman's Park. AFC Turnford just beating uh, Wheathampton Wanderers 8-4. Um, we've got Benjo Blinders versus The Bull. Uh, Ocean's 11 versus Watford, uh, Watford Youth. Um, Woodside versus Forever Young People. In the Junior County Cup, we've got Phoenix Reserves versus Chesant Rovers. Fairfield Park versus Bournemouth Social. And then in the senior ones, I don't know why it's uh, in this order, but Bournemouth Rovers versus uh, Rail Haddam. And League Cup action, we've got Cub FC versus Hatfield Seniors Reserves. XL versus Auburn Dynamo Reserves. Hatfield Seniors versus Mermaid Reserves. Thanks, that's everything.
Welcome to the Maidstone and Mid-Kent Sunday Football League section of the Selk Podcast. And this week we'll bring you up to date with the action from the 22nd and 29th of January due to only a handful of fixtures surviving the weather on the 22nd. We start with Sunday the 22nd and head to the Premier Division where K-Sports triumphed 3-0 at home to Aylesford thanks to a pair of Daniel Baxter goals and one from Kane Butler. Two games in Division 2 survived and in the first of those, Eccles Sunday won 4-2 at home to IGS. For Eccles, the goals came from Steve Bennett, Glenn Moynes and two from Adam Budd, Christopher Gilbert and Aaron Lawrenson for IGS. The second game saw Minter with an away win by the odd goal in three. Dom Archer and Joseph Herity for Minter and Jamie Sherlock with the goal for the home side. In the President's Cup Group B, Len Valley and Sutton Valance needed a penalty shootout to settle their tie after drawing one all. Edward Gentle for Len Valley and the Sutton Valance scorer not known. Valley went on to win the shootout 5-4. In the Kent Sunday Junior Cup, Snodland needed extra time to win their tie over on the Isle of Sheppey by three goals to two against Laydown. Alex Cable, Field, Lewis Tompkins and Ben Twist all on the score sheet for Snodland. On to the Sunday just gone then and Aylesford drew two all with Barman Blues in the Premier Division. We're not sure of the Aylesford scorers but one of the Barman goals came from Marcus Wood with the other we assume being an own goal. Snodland Town won 6-3 away at East Morning Reserves in Division 1 with goals from Alex Cable Field. Reese Smith and a brace each from Jack Marshall and Lewis Tompkins. Ashley Dawson, Franco Minieri and Callum Tolley for East Morning. Leybourne City got a 3-0 home win over Barming Youth with Sam O'Dell getting a pair and Sebastian Paling with the other goal. Liam Stone with two and Jacob Walter with an 81st minute goal helped Whitehorse win 3-0 against Goudhurst United to round off the games in the division. Over in Division 2, IGS scored three and kept a clean sheet at home to Leybourne. Eddie Davis, Patrick Cunningham and George Payne doing the damage there. Sutton Valance and Minter shared six goals and a point apiece. Sutton Valance score is not known, but Chris Archer got a hat-trick for Minter. Yielding and Ladford won 3-1 at home to Park Royal with goals from Charlie Kavanagh and Jason Hinkson plus an own goal. Phil Griffiths with what turned out to be a consolation for Park Royal. Kent Sands United hit nine with no reply against Maidstone Tempest in Division 3. A hat-trick for Abiola Amin, pair of Aaron McKenzie goals and goals from Brandon Edge, Jamie Gamble, Archie Hobbs-Moore and George Allen rounding it off. A Sean Cheshire brace Alfie Eden, Adam Pearce and Joshua Sharrod goals helped determiners to a comfortable 5-1 victory away at Park Wood. Richard Winter with the solitary Jupiter's goal. The final game in the division saw Walnut Wanderers win 2-1 against Yielding and Ladderford Reserves. Jamie Boyce and Jack Harmon for Wanderers and Ryan Shepherd for Yielding. There were three ties played in the Challenge Cup. First up saw Coxie from Farley drew 2 all with United 1948 and the penalties to settle it. Toby Joe, Wasalo Lawler and Nick Townley in normal time for Coxie and Valerio Bordiano plus a Constantine Scarlet goal for United. 
United then went on to win the shootout 5-3. Artois United progressed with a 6-1 win over Invicta Sunday. Artois score is not known for this one, but William Holness netted for Invicta. The last game saw East Morning progress 2-1 over Len Valley. Jack Hislop and Scott Ibbotson goals for East Morning, taking them through, and Oscar Brooks with the Valley goal. In the Kent Sunday Junior Trophy, Vinter's game with AFC Borough had everything. 3-0 down at half-time, goals from Joes Moss and Sturrock pulled it back, and then a 90th minute equaliser from Ben Shields took it to extra time, with the win sealed by Adam Balkum and another Joe Sturrock strike. So where does that leave everything as we come to the end of January? Well, East Morning lead the Premier Division, although Artois have three games in hand, in which they can make up the nine-point gap. K-Sports hovering in third, also on 12 points, but played only one game less than Morning. Langley are still rooted to the bottom and looking for a point. Leybourne City top Division 1 with Snodland, and Whitehorse in second and third respectively, six points behind but with both with two games in hand on City. East Morning reserves it to bottom with just one point so far. Division 2 looks a bit tighter but Minter lead the way by four points but with Eccles in second having two games in hand. The bottom three of IGS, Coxheath and Vinters could all quite easily move up to the higher climbs of the table with games in hand for some, so expect some changes here as we progress. And Division 3 is equally as tight with Lynn Valley top on 21 points from 7 games, Kent Sands on 19 with the same played and Walnut also on 19 but 2 games more than the other two. Parkwood still searching for a point this season. As far as league goals go, the leading scorer in the Premier Division is Mackenzie Gardner of East Morning, Jack Marshall of Snodland Town in Division 1, Jamie Sherlock leads Division 2 for Leybourne, and Brandon Holdsworth leads Division 3 for Len Valley. So looking ahead to Sunday the 5th of February, and the fixtures look a bit like this with three games in the Premier Division, being Barman Blues vs United 1948, East Morning take on Aylesford and K Sports at home to Langley Athletic. Division 1 sees Aylesford Sunday reserves take on Leybourne City and Goudhurst facing East Morning reserves. IGS take on Eccles in Division 2 along with Minter vs Park Royal and Vinters vs Yalding and Laddingford. The sole game in Division 3 is Walnut Wanderers vs Len Valley and then we have in the President's Cup Group A, Snodden Town versus Artois United. And in Group B, Invicta Sunday versus Kent Sands United. Maidstone Kestrels versus Leybourne. And Yielding and Landonford Reserves versus Parkwood Jupiters. Thanks again for listening and hope you enjoyed the roundup. Good luck for the weekend and enjoy your games. Welcome to the Metropolitan Sunday League, part of the Selk podcast all across the league shows, bringing you the results of the previous week and the fixtures coming up for this week. Starting with the results from the 29th of January, in the Ron Pope Premier, 
Duke Clarence 2, Brockley Athletic 2, Joga FC 6, JSPL 1, Lustianos 3, Golden Eagles 2. In the John Pitt Senior, People's FC 6, United Ballers 2. In Division 1, AFC Cholton 3, Honor Oak 0, FC Rondo 3, Southwest Foxes 1, Thames City Blues 2, Rosen Crown 3. In Division 2, Haywards FC 1, South London Doves 0, Orbanton Athletic 4, Avery Hill Athletic Reserves 2, Petswood Senior Black Vultures 6, Kibrook Kings 0, Red Lion Shooters Hill 1, AFC Cell 6. In the Bill Bearstead Trophy, Dia Valente 5, Lions United 4. In the Ted Holder, New Life United 0, Catford FC 3. In the Kent County, AFC Chase First Team 2, Zavalas 0, Kaizen First 3, AFC Croydon Town 1. That's the results from last week. Now for the fixtures for the 5th of February. Again, starting with the Ron Pope Premier, Broccoli Athletic versus Joga FC, Dia Valente versus Duca Clarence. Lostianos versus JSPL. In the John Pitt Senior, AFC Croydon Town Reserves versus United Ballers. Greenwich Park Rangers versus Lambeth All Stars. Duke FC versus Peoples. Zavalas play Athletic Dildow. In Division 1, FC Rondo versus Thames City Blues. Lions United versus Southwest Foxes. Rosen Crown versus AFC Cholton. South London Athletic versus Honor Oak. In Division 2, Catford FC versus Haywards. New Life United versus South London Doves. Orpeton Athletic versus Red Lion Shooters Hill. Avery Hill Athletic Reserves versus Bromley Road. In the Bill Bearstead, Kibrook Kings versus Golden Eagles. And in the Ted Holder, Borden FC versus Southside Trojans. That's all for this week. Next week, I'll be doing the rundown again of the results from next week and the fixtures coming up, and also a rundown of the league tables and where people are. So, enjoy your week. Good luck. Stay safe and enjoy. Bye. Welcome to the Watford Sunday League podcast for games played on Sunday the 29th of January. Following uh, a recent few weeks with so many postponements, it was good to see some better weather and to actually get a full programme of games in this last Sunday. In the Hearts FA Senior Cup third round, the league will will have a guaranteed two sides in the quarterfinals of the uh, this county's Senior Cup competition, as both North Watford and Holder St Joseph's came through very difficult away ties, and they could be joined by Evergreen, whose game Sunday was postponed in the last eight. North Watford beat Hearts Advertiser Sunday League Club Plough and Harrow 3-1, Connor Flanagan opened the scoring after a quick throw and a 1-2. He found himself in the box and slotted home. Ashley Lewis then scored 
with a half volley after his original free kick was blocked. He followed it up with the half volley, which left the keeper with no chance. A third followed in the second half through a Daryl Brown left-footed effort. The home side were later reduced to 10 men, but they managed a late consolation goal. It could be an all Wofford Sunday League quarter-final tie as they could face Evergreen for a place in the semi-final if they come through their delayed fixture against Southbury. Holder St Joseph's came through a 12-goal thriller as they beat Maccabi London Sunday Geese Park Rangers 7-5. Harry Seabrook netted a brace with Luke Peerless, Dean Brinton, Johnny Hopkins Ronnie Blagden and Taylor Cobb also on target. Next up, Joes face another away tie, this time at FMW Wanderers. In the Hertfordshire Intermediate Cup second round, AFC Action narrowly missed out on the chance of taking on fellow Watford Sunday League side Watford Sports for a place for a quarter-final place as they went down 2-1 to Ocean's Eleven. Hatchin dominated the first half but only had a single goal from Mark Bennett to show for their efforts. In the second half, they paid the price for conceding two sloppy goals and missing out on a host of chances late on. In the Hearts Intermediate Cup third round, it was not a good morning for Langleybury Cricket Club, who had hopes of joining Woodside in the last eight, but they suffered a 7-1 defeat at the ball. The defeat stemmed from conceding three goals in the opening 15 minutes. Oliver Eilert netted a late consolation goal for Langleybury. In the Premier Division, both top-flight games ended in 5-2 home wins, for W.D. Bushy and Casbury Rangers. W.D. Bushy moved level on points with leaders St. Joseph's as they beat Abbott's Langley Club. Daniel Moss started off the scoring after tapping home from a Dion Bell cross. The second goal by Nathan Ravenscroft was finished inside the box before Joshua Quinn Living made it three after he was put through by Daniel Moss and managed to round the keeper to slot home. Abbott Slangley brought themselves back into the game when a Mike Porter run and cross was met with a volley from Brow, which struck the bar and it bounced back down into the goal. Just before the break, Callum Davis restored the home size three-goal advantage when he slotted home across from Ramon Salami Rashid in the second half, Abbott's pulled a second goal back when, following a Tom Bork through ball, Alex Diaz ran on and slotted into the bottom right corner. Daniel Moss sealed the win with when he headed home from close range. Casimir Rangers beat Old Falarians by the same scoreline for a third lead win of the season. Valerians actually took an early lead when Jake Entwistle played in Luke Carey, who calmly slotted past the keeper. Rangers soon equalised when Connor Callahan, sorry, Connor Canlahan, picked a nicely weighted pass 
in behind the Falerian's left back to Nathan Page, who drove into the box and fired home on his weaker foot past the keeper at his near post. He then got his second of the game soon after, when a Zach Green goal kick was flicked on by Sam Mortimer and then Aidan Leslie to put Page in behind Fuller's back line with his first touch, his second taking him round the keeper, then slotting home. On a stroke of half-times, Falerians levelled, following a right-wing cross from Jake Entwistle, which was headed into the, the far post by Charlie Haley. Casimir controlled the second half and, and started the goals with a penalty dispatched into the bottom right corner by Connor Callanan after Rod Ladmore was hauled down. They doubled their lead not long after when a pinpoint ball from John Birch put Sam Mortimer in, who timed his run well to get round the centre back and the ball and to the ball ahead of the keeper. The result was sealed when Mortimer on the edge of the box was tackled and the ball fell nicely for Rod Mad Ladmore, who calmly rounded the keeper for a tap-in to make it five. In Division 1, the race for promotion to the top flight is shaping up to be a close race, as now just five points separate the top five teams. Leaders, Wofford Sports, suffered the first defeat of the league campaign as they went down 4-2 at home to Forza Watford. Sports fell behind early on before Taylor Kemp equalised. The second 45 minutes belonged to Forza as they netted three times to take a 4-1 lead before Sports pulled a late goal back from Harry Bennett. Giuseppe Delgado netted a hat-trick for Forza with the other goal coming from Peter Rock. That three points for Forza moves them up into third place, two points behind Hartfordshire Eagles, who suffered a 3-0 home defeat to Woodside. Ollie Lawford has been a vital signing for Woodside since coming in from the folding Watford Town, as he struck a second-half hat-trick to take his tally to 18 goals in just seven games in all competitions. Fourth place soccer beat Chester United 2-0 with a goal in each half. Chris Dowling heading home uh, a corner in the first and a well-taken effort from Conor Mayer in the second. In Division 2, Glen Sports and Social Club moved into second place after an 8-0 win over the leaders at Christmas, King George. Chris Blunden and Sam Clark both struck hat-tricks with the other goal, two goals coming a goal from a goal each from George Davis and Simone Armstrong. West Hearts beat Dombar 4-3 in a hard-fought physical game. Liam, Liam Andrews hitting a hat-trick for the Stags with Chris Coleman also on target. Nathan Pooley hit a double for the visitors with their other goal coming from Jamie Beaumont. Dunning's Bar and Sparta Phoenix shared the points after a 2-2 draw. Flynn Duncan and Ben Brown scoring for Dunning's, with Sam Groves and Hamza Khan replying for Phoenix, who remained second from bottom in the table. 
In Division 3, Inter have opened up a six-point lead at the top of the table as they secured a second successive 1-0 home win, this time over Abbott's Wanderers, with Harry Carroll getting the vital goal. Baxworth head to chasing pack as they beat Brickywood Acorns 6-1. They are the division's top scorers as they took their total to 43 goals in 12 games. In Mikkel Walsh, they also have the division's top scorer as he took his tally to 15 with a hat-trick with Lloyd Milliken, John Robertson and Dave Brennan also on target. Jack Micklewright netted the Acorns reply. Everett Rovers suffered a first defeat of the season as they went down to a 4-2 home defeat to Chorley Wood Club AFC. George Blank stuck a double, struck a double, supported by goals from Jordan Allen and Adam Smith. Charlie Frost and Michael Denkwa replied with the Rovers' goals. Woodside Reserves beat PTH United 8-0 to move up into third place. Andre Federico scored a hat-trick with Tom Garrett getting a brace and David Smith, Alex Four and Johnny Lappart also getting in on the scoring act. That's it for this week's podcast and we look back forward to being back with you next week with all the information on the games played on the 5th of February. Searching for players? Searching for clubs? Find players and clubs near you right now on MatchHark. Playing football could never be easier. Download MatchHark on Google Play or visit our website at matchhark.com. Truly a great match. MatchHark. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.